So, Father, just pray that you would give us eyes to e- see and ears to hear and, and a heart to understand, Father, your word tonight. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, so before we get into the power of the sower, I just want to address uh, the secrets part. Okay, let's go to verse 10. So we ended here last week. Okay, Luke chapter 8. Yeah? Last week we ended with uh, verse 10. To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Uh, so I, I had a hard time with that. I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, does God not want them to understand? Yeah. Uh, I got a couple passages I want to read in response to that. Okay. So at the time, uh, and, and present right now, there's, a, there's just a lot of people that um, are presented with gospel, but they, they just don't want to hear it. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to, Spend the time seeking it, you know? So it's a secret that needs to be searched out, you know? Like, yes, the kingdom of God is open to anyone, okay? It's much like a relationship. Like, really, I'll, I'll get into a relationship with anybody. But in order to start a relationship with somebody, you know, you got to have trust that is built. You, you got to be able to um, spend time with one another. Like, there's, you know, even just, just a basic friendship, each person needs to commit a certain piece of it. Like you cannot just be a friend if you never talk. Like it doesn't work. So steps kind of have to be made. So in order for people to come and, and seek Christ, yeah, they got to be able to make steps. So the gospel message is, in a lot of times, it's hidden. But it's not like uh, in a locked chamber. It's available for us if we, uh, there, we have access to that secrets if we search it, okay? So keep your fingers on Luke chapter 8, and let's turn to, Romans chapter 1. Okay, I'm going to read you guys three scriptures that will kind of talk about the status of humanity. Okay, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. If you're not there yet, we'll, we'll get there soon. If you're next to somebody who doesn't have it, help them out. Okay, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness for men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Okay? So unrighteousness that suppresses what? The truth. Okay? And we know the truth to be what? God's word. Yeah? Okay? Verse 19. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Okay, so what can be known of God is, everybody say it, plain, okay? It's plain to them because God has shown it to them. Yeah, who has shown it to them? God. God has revealed himself to humanity for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature have clearly perceived, yeah, um, ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse, okay? Who is without excuse? They are and we are, okay? Humanity is without excuse, yeah? For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, 
futile in their thought process. Okay? And their foolish hearts were darkened. Okay? There's always a relationship when, when Scripture's talking between your heart, your mind, your thoughts. Yeah? Yeah, your heart, your mind, your thoughts. Yeah? Uh, claiming to be wise, they became fools, exchanging the glory of God uh, glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creep things. Therefore, God gave them up to their lusts of their hearts and impurities uh, to dishonoring their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the what? The truth, yeah, about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Okay? Exchanging the truth. All right, go to Second Timothy Okay, it's right after 1 Timothy. Yeah? Two books before Hebrews. So if you get to Hebrews, then back up. Okay? 2 Timothy chapter 3. So this is a story of the, like a prediction of the times. Yeah? And really, it was a prediction then, 2,000 years ago. But what we're going to read is present day uh, Maui. Yeah? Present day America. Okay? So 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. We are there? Yeah? Okay. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Okay, so, so this is uh, Paul talking to Timothy like 2,000 years ago. Yeah? In the end times, or in the last days, there's going to be difficult times. So he's going to list off characteristics of the difficult times. Okay? And pretty much, it's characteristics of the life that we live right now. Okay? Verse 2. For people will be lovers of self. Yeah? Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, um, unpleasable, um, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen, uh, swollen with conceit, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Okay? From among them, those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sin, and are led astray by various passions. Verse 7 is the, is the, the, the twister. Always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. Okay? So we're talking about those who have ears. Yeah, Andrea. Those who have ears, those who have eyes, those that are receiving God's word. Like you guys are, you know, these people are sitting in church. These people are hanging out with Christians. Maybe they even consider themselves to be Christian. They are always learning, but never able to come to the truth. So it's like I study God's word, but I, I, I don't know who God is. Yeah? I hear a testimony, and I'm, and I'm, marveled at the miracle but not the majesty of who jesus is yeah they missed the critical point that that really we've been learning that faith in christ is everything yeah like jesus is our foundation yeah okay so skip over to the next chapter chapter 4 verse 3 for the time is coming yeah second timothy 4 3 for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, 
but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Yeah? And having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to truth and wander off into myths. So pretty much they're, they're choosing like who they want to listen to and, and they complain with pastors who preach anything that is controversial. Yeah? Like God's word comes to you and says like, hey, you got to be corrected. And you're like, nah, I don't like how that makes me feel. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah? So in a sense, God's word, yeah, although it's here and acceptable and free, like the Bible is an, the number one best-selling book of all time, yeah, like you can, there's Bibles all over the place. You want a Bible? I'll give you all kinds of Bibles. Yeah, but you can have the Bible material and not necessarily have the author of it. Yeah? But God has hidden his word because his word is like a treasure. It's like a treasure so that when you find that treasure in a field, you sell all that you have to buy that field. Yeah? Like say you're walking through like Makwal town and you cut through somebody's yard and then you stumble upon a chest that is full of gold. You're going to sell all that you can. You're going to take out a loan. You're going to talk to your friends and buy that piece of property. Why? Because that person may be unaware of that treasure that is there. And that is what God's word is like. It's hidden. It's secret. And it's, but yet it's, it's still available. Yeah? But he's, he doesn't want to just throw it out all over the place. Okay? So the parable of the sower. Yeah? You have the sower who is Jesus. Yeah? Or anybody who proclaims God's word. Okay? And God's word is, if, if you take the analogy, right? He's just tossing it. Yeah? Yeah? Tossing it. And, and where are the four areas? It lands on the rocks. Yeah? The path. Yeah? It lands on the path. Yeah? It gets eaten by those birds. Yeah? It's trampled on by man. It gets, lands on the, the rocks. Yeah? In the rocky area is shallow soil. Okay? So that when the sun comes, it springs up real quick, but it doesn't necessarily have the characteristic and the depth to it. Yeah. And so it doesn't, it doesn't last through the trial. So what is a given there? A given is that the trial is coming, okay? And then it lands on thorns. Thorns are the analogy of the temptations of life. Yeah. So not that uh, you aren't a Christian, but it's just that there's no fruit that comes from your life. Okay, and then the last one is good soil. Okay, so I just want to get into those four things um, real quick, but we got to understand that God's word is unbiased, yeah? But if we seek and store up God's word in us, um, like Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, it's like a double-edged sword, yeah? It's e able to teach and correct, yeah? When, when we do have God's word and it's, and it's deep inside of our hearts, we can be like Psalms 119, like, uh, like, like the Psalmist David says, Oh Lord, I have hid your, your word in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against you. Like God's word has power for us not to sin against him. Yeah? God's word gives us direction. God's word give, gives us truth, yeah? Um, and this is what the sore is sowing. The sore is just throwing out. He's walking through and he's throwing and, and some of it is landing on good soil. And tonight, the question that we want to ask ourselves is, what type of soil are you? Yeah? 
This is the question that, that if you don't get anything else that I say tonight, this is the question I want you leaving here tonight with. What is my heart like? Yeah? What type of soil am I? Like all of you guys are here, which, meant, which means you guys have received God's word. And unless you're new here tonight, you know, like I'm not sure of how much of God's word, but all you regulars, you guys have all heard numerous sermons. The truth has been presented to you multiple times. And let God's word teach us tonight about where we are. Yeah? Where we are. Are we the rich soil? Are we still kind of hard-hearted so that when God's word comes to us, we miss it and it gets robbed and the devil comes and he steals it? Yeah? So as we go through these, I want you guys to be thinking like, what soil am I? Yeah? And where do I want to be? Okay? All right, so the first one, the path, yeah? So we can flip back to Luke chapter 8, okay? And it's not a mystery. All these characteristics are right here in, in plain sight. We're just going to talk about them a little bit more. Okay, so Luke chapter 8, we'll go from verse uh, 12, okay? So verse 12, the ones along the path are those who heard, yeah? But the devil comes and takes away the word from where? Okay? The devil comes and steals the word from their hearts. Yeah? So uh, where did the seed land? This first analogy. On the path, right? What is the characteristic of the path? It's hard. There's, there's, there's no way that the seed, God's word, can penetrate the path. And the path is the uh, uh, is paralleled and is symbolic of what your heart okay the soil the path your heart so god's word is being sown into you yeah but your heart is hardened so that really you you cannot receive god's word yeah how do we counter that yeah prayer like god like break my heart god like, help me to see myself, help me to see my sin, help me to see my situation in, in your eyes. Yeah, like tonight when we came down here and we were singing um, that hungry song, you know. I'm falling on my knees, Jesus, offering all I am up to you. Yeah. The broken and contrite heart, God will not deny. Like, if you come to the Lord with a broken heart and say, Jesus, I need you, he will respond to you. But ask yourself, am I the person with a hard heart? Like when God's word is spoken, do I receive it or do I reject it? Yeah? Do I receive God's word and his correction or do I throw it away? Yeah? Like it really doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Yeah? Okay? Um, so before we move on, look at what it says. It says, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not what? So that they may not believe and, and what? Be saved. Yeah? That there's a relationship between God's word being planted in your hearts. Yeah? And salvation. That God's word is planted in my heart. Because it gets planted in my heart, what do I do? I believe I have faith. Yeah? I believe and I have faith. God's word says God is love. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That word gets placed in my heart. 
Yeah? Then I go through a time of testing and a trial, and I, and I really do understand that God doesn't leave me. Right? In my hardest of times, I turn to the Lord, and who is there? Oh, God. And because of that, yeah, our faith is believed and we're saved. Yeah? There's a relationship between faith and salvation. Yeah? God's word planted in your heart results in faith that has its outcome in salvation. See that? Yeah? Okay. Next one. Um, where are we at? Verse 13. And the ones on the rocks are those who, when they hear the word, they receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in the times of testing, they fall away. Okay? So in order for a seed to be, uh, so a seed is planted, right? In order for the, to bring life, what needs to be present? Water and sun. Yeah? Sunlight. Yeah? Photosynthesis action. Yeah? Okay? Sunlight and water. Okay? Need to be present. Okay? And in order for water to show up, usually storms have to be there. Yeah? So, so seeds go through seasons. So God's word gets planted in you, and then it's going to get tested. Okay? It's going to get tested. So tonight we talked about different characteristics of God that, that, uh, uh, that stand out to you recently. Yeah? Isabella, you said forgiveness, right? Yeah? First um, John 1, 9. If we confess with our mouth, yeah, um, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Yeah? If we confess, he forgives. Okay? That's God's word. It gets sown in us, but that word will be tested. That promise of God will be tested. So if the word that you receive has no depth to it, yeah, that when the time of testing comes and the time of testing will come, you're not going to last. Yeah? You're not going to last. Okay? All right, next one. Mm, 14. And as for those that went and fell among thorns these are those who hear but as they go in their way they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of this world and their fruit does not mature this one probably scared me the most of the three like we understand those who have hard hearts like you can tell you can tell somebody who's like bitter at god and bitter at the world and when god says he he loves them you're like you know they respond by like no I, yeah right you know and then, and then there's those that fall amongst the rocks. But, but this one here re- really catches my eye because they hear God's word, yeah? And they're actually bearing fruit. They're Christians that bear fruit, but what happens to the fruit in their lives? It doesn't mature, yeah? So God's word placed in you is supposed to come out in, in, in some way, Yeah? So patience, patience uh, is the seed. The fruit that comes from patience is endurance, faithfulness, consistency. So say God places the word of patience in your heart, but because of the cares in the world and what you desire in the world, like it never really comes into fruition. Like the outcome of God speaking patience into your life is so that you can be a faithful, consistent, solid person, but that never comes. And the reason is because we, um, 
have cares and temptations and we really desire not to fall on our hands and knees to God, but we desire to entertain ourselves with things that have been created. Yeah, Romans chapter 1. They gave themselves up to the created things rather than the creator. Yeah? So what are created things that we give our time to? Social media, other people, money, pride, fame. Yeah? Like we give ourselves to these things and we are Christians. Like these are seeds that have been planted. So these are people who have received God's word. It's planted in their hearts. But because of the cares and the worries of this world, the fruit, I mean, the, the seed that was supposed to produce a tree that produces mature fruit never happens. It never happens. Yeah? Fruitless Christians. Yeah? Fruitless Christians. So ask yourself tonight, am I a fruitless Christian? Like, do I have fruits in my life that people can see? Like, it's not a mystery, right? You look at a tree and you can tell if it has fruit. Like, you look outside and if the banana tree has bananas, you know there's like, you know, it's no mystery. It's not hidden. It's like it's there in plain sight and people get to taste of your fruits. Yeah. So ask yourself. Or if you don't know, ask your neighbor. Yeah. Come and ask me. I'll tell you. Yeah. But I want you to analyze yourself. Like, like God's word has a great ability uh, and, a, and, 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 a, and a great task of um, being this mirror, this mirror that we look at. Yeah? And God's word says, here, you're supposed to be a Christian that bears fruit. So you look at your life and you read God's word and you're like, man, am I bearing fruit? Yeah? There's all kinds of different types of fruit. Repentance, selflessness, sacrifice, yeah? longevity, being a helper, yeah? being consistent, being a person of your word, being a giver. Yeah? There's all kinds of different ones. Yeah? But God can give you confidence. Yeah? Some of you guys uh, pray at your school. Some of you guys pray with your friends. Some of you guys run your guys' own Bible studies. Those are great fruits. But at the same time, who are you when nobody's watching? What are you thinking about in the normal day? Are you thinking about the Lord and what the Lord has in store for you? Or do you, you spend time just thinking about all the random things of this world, you know? Okay, last one, last one. Is this helping anybody? Yeah. As for that which falls in good soil, this is verse 15, they are those who after hearing God's word, yeah, they hold fast to it in honesty and good heart. Yeah? With honesty and good heart. So God's word comes to them, yeah? And they receive it, they hold on to it, yeah? And they receive it with good hearts. Let me read uh, a scripture to you. Today, if you hear uh, his voice, do not harden your hearts. Yeah? Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing 
the division of the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow, discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account on the last day. God's word gets spoken to you. It leaves you a little vulnerable. It leaves you a little exposed. Like how many people here, yeah, think about it. How many people here, God's word has been spoken to you at some time in your life and you felt like God just like opened up the closet. And you're like, holy. You know, like you felt super vulnerable, super exposed. God's word was opened up to you and maybe for the first time in your life, you understood that now you live uh, an accountable life. That there's a God who's keeping track. He cares enough for you to keep track. Yeah? So God's word gets spoken and then you're like pierced to your heart and your intentions. See, because it's not just actions but it's motive behind your action. Yeah? That's why people say, like, why don't good people make it to heaven? Because maybe they have bad intentions. Maybe they're doing it for something other than Jesus. Yeah? Not all good people are going to make it to heaven. People who make it to heaven have faith in Jesus and respond to the word that God places in them. Yeah? So, let's read that one time. So they hold fast. Yeah, those that, the good soil, they hold fast to God's word with honesty and good heart. Like they receive it with joy. Like God says you're doing wrong. And they're like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah? They're not like kicking and screaming. And they're like, I hate church. I hate Jesus. I hate my friends. I hate my pastor. They receive it with joy. Yeah? They receive it with joy because they know that God's word is being spoken to them for their benefit. Like, I wouldn't be a good pastor, I wouldn't be a good friend if I just let you guys do whatever you guys want to do. Yeah? If I just let you guys go without calling you guys or I see you guys being disobedient and I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah? Some of you guys I've had some pretty, like, upfront conversations with because I see stuff in your life and I'm like, that's not of the Lord. Yeah? That's not of the Lord. Okay? And they bear fruit with patience. Okay, they bear fruit with patience. The perfect analogy is, uh, so Jacob, Kiaka, myself, um, Christy, we go to this CrossFit place in um, Hailee Miley. Okay, and CrossFit is ridiculous. Okay, it's like pretty, pretty intense. Okay, Cody went a couple weeks ago. Okay, it's like extreme conditioning, muscle building, fatigue every single time. Okay, every time you go, you get spent, and you're like, why do I keep on coming back? Okay? And, and everybody who goes there, okay, is going to get the outcome of what they put into it. Like, if you go there, and you complain, and you do it like, ah, you do it without, like, the intentionality and the focus, you're not going to get the same type of results as the person who's like, oh, I'm in there. Like, what? Six inches lower? What? Four inches lower? What? You know? And you push yourself and, and, and you try to be as disciplined as you can and you make your body subject to your mind. That you try to have mind over matter and you're like, I'm going to do this. Why? It sucks right now, but I like the outcome of it. Okay? I like to be in shape. I like to be healthy. Yeah? I like to have ripped, chiseled abs like Kyaka. 
Okay? Right? There's all kinds of different motives, right? Whether you, you want to be good in your sport or you want to be a healthy person, you're going to get the best out of this ridiculousness training if you come to it with a good heart and with patience. Okay? If you take God's word in with a good heart and patience, yeah, and you allow God's word to shape you and mold you, you're going to be the type of Christian yeah, that not only makes it to heaven, but is influential in the people around you. And that's really what we're talking about. Like, let's, let's, let's stop being selfish Christians. What is a selfish Christian? A Christian that is only focused on like, man, did I read God's word today? Man, did I pray today? Man, did I like do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? How about a Christian that like is less about themselves and more about others? Yeah? The second half of the great commission, the great commandment, love God and then love your neighbor. Yeah? How many of us are loving to our neighbors? Yeah? Are you gossiping about your neighbor? That means you're not a good neighbor. Yeah? Are you helping your neighbors? Yeah? Do you even know who your neighbors are? Yeah? What type of believer are you being to them? Yeah? Because granted, majority of them are not in church tonight. So that means the only Jesus they're seeing is you. Yeah? I'm not saying you have to be perfect. But love covers a multitude of sins. So even though you might sin in their behalf, the love that you show them, yeah, of Christ, which is, there's no barriers to it, yeah? And, 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 I, and I go the extra mile for them. And, and when I do wrong, I ask them to forgive me. Yeah, that type of vulnerability, that type of like, I need your help, Jesus, you know? When you, when you present that to your friends, like, that's going to go far. And I want to ask you guys tonight, like, think about the four areas where the seed fell. Where are you? Is your heart hard tonight where God's word is being spoken and you're like, not about it? Yeah. Is your heart shallow? Like, is there no depth to, like you receive God's word, but you're really like, meh, you really don't take it in. So that when the t t time of trials and testing come, you, you kind of just like blow it off and you don't really last. Are, are you the third type of soil? That yes, I receive God's word with joy, but really, I care about more things than God. I care about what people think about me. I care about the clothes that I wear. I, I, I care about um, the, the newest fad that is coming out. Yeah, That's some legitimate concerns. There's legitimate concerns in there. I'm not blowing you guys off like you guys are evil Christians. But there's some legitimate uh, things in this world that Satan is presenting to us and the world is dangling in front of us Yeah, that is gaining our attention. Yeah? It's gaining our attention. Okay? I meet with some people sometimes, and it's like they're believers. They've been walking with the Lord a long time, but they're just entertaining thoughts that is from, like, the pit of hell. Yeah? And they think it's just choices. Yeah? Earlier, what did I say? Like, there's a lot of people making decisions off of questions rather than decisions off of truth. Yeah? Are you a type of Christian right now that is making decisions off of questions? Or do you make decisions off of truth? Like say, you're, say somebody comes up to you and says, uh, so-and-so -so said something about you. That's a question. 
So you react to that question because that person said this. Like you didn't know it to be truth. It was just like a statement that somebody made. But, but really, it caused a question in your heart and your mind. And so you react to the other person like, wow, why? You said this to me. And you already like have some emotion to that. But it's a question. It's not truth. So say somebody comes up to you, right? Or say, I do this all the time. People come up to me. Well, actually, the brave ones. Not many come up to me and gossip about people. But those that are brave enough to come to me and say like, hey, so-and-so said this. I know, if I know the person, yeah, I'm going to base my decisions on what I know, not the question that is responded to me, yeah? Like, I know this person to be faithful, consistent, steady. What you're telling me is contrary to what I know. So I'm not going to base my decision off of what you said. I'm going to base the decision off of what I know. So if the person is, is like loving and caring and they've been there for me, regardless of what anybody tells me, I'm going to believe in what I know rather than what people are telling me. Yeah? Good stuff? Okay? We need to be Christians that understand longevity. Like one person might screw up in one moment, but how have they been for six months? What type of friend have they been for a year, two years, three years? Yeah? So a weighted decision on somebody who's been in your life for six months, a year, three years, or a once-moment error. Yeah? And maybe there's truth in the error, you know? Maybe the person did say that I'm bald. Big deal. There's some truth in there. Yeah? But if I know the person to be somebody that's loving and caring to me, I'm going to stand on something I know. Yeah? And then if it's error, then, you know, then we got issues. No, no. You know? But let's be people that base our decisions off of truth rather than questions. So I ask you again, what type of soil are you? God's word got delivered tonight. Did you receive it with joy? Is it good soil? Or, or is your mind just not here tonight? Yeah? Like, is your mind someplace else tonight? Yeah? Is your heart hardened? See, the, the, the beauty of it, regardless of where you are, we have a God who loves you enough. Like, if we come to him and we sing that hungry song and we live that hungry song, like, hungry I am to you, for I know that you satisfied. Yeah? I bow my knee to you, Father. Yeah? My heart is, is at your disposal. God will meet you. Yeah? God will meet you. We just got to be honest with him. Okay? We just got to be honest with Jesus. Okay, let's pray. So, Father, just thank you for tonight. It is you, Lord, that we seek. It is you, Father, that we desire. Jesus, I just pray that you would um, be that comforting but piercing component in our lives, Lord, where you wouldn't allow us to live uh, with hard hearts and you wouldn't allow us to live with um, being entertained by other distractions, Lord. Um, I pray, Father, that you would create a softness, Lord, a genuine uh, receptivity, Lord, um, for your word amongst this group, Lord, that we would be uh, a group here that, um, that shuns evil and clings to good. Father, we would be people that uh, run from the darkness and 
and want to stay in the light. Father, I pray that we would be supportive. It's, it's easy to say, hard to do. So I pray, Father, we would be believers that, that link arms with one another, that girls would hang out with girls and guys would hang out with guys, and that we would be able to encourage each other, Father, in the faith that we live. Um, Jesus, it's, it's not an easy thing, and you know it, but you've given us your Holy Spirit, and you've given us um, each other, and you've given us the Word. So, Father, I just pray that we'd be able to support one another in this life that we live. Uh, be with us, Father, with all the upcoming events that are happening, um, especially the prayer that is coming up this Wednesday. Um, Father, I just pray that you would bring out your believers and non-believers to come out and just seek you, Jesus. Um, it's your name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, feel free to hang out.